Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex, and we are covering a great show today, Netflix's Arcane. Now, we actually have brought in a third dude here who should be an arcane expert because it is based on the popular game League of Legends. Uh, Everyone, please welcome uh, my good cousin Brett to the podcast. Brett Doyle, how are you doing? Ah, fantastic. Pleasure to be on as the third dude. I am the certified League of Legends expert here, so I can uh, help everyone out with uh, dissecting the show. I like that you said uh, good cousin as opposed to, to bad cousin. <laughs> like oh, I have bad cousins. Or... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, he's downstairs. I better not let him hear that. I, I, you know, I was debating between like good friend and then I was like, wait, I should sell everyone. He's my cousin also. So that was where that. Okay. My bad. My bad. Yep. Uh, but no, we're glad to have you here because Brett, you have been playing League of Legends probably as long as I've had a memory <laughs> i feel like you have been playing since yeah, the beginning yeah I, I, I it's it's crazy to think that it, it's probably 10 plus years now that i've been playing this video game and yeah. not not better at it of course but <laughs> <laughs> still grinding <laughs> so i am coming in with zero experience with league of legends i'm like vaguely yes. familiar with it i know it's like an online battle arena Kind yeah. of, is it similar to like something like Dota where you have yes. like groups? And you exactly. Like a, okay, so okay, so basically okay. Dota was the the first version of this style of MOBA is what it's called. And mm-hmm. League of Legends is notorious for taking things and making them better, crisper. So Yeah. And so League is a very Dota. fun game. I have been playing only a little bit in my life because of Brett. Brett plays a ton. And so I got into it. It's a very yep, fun yep. game. It is hard. And the one thing I will say is the people you are playing with, they can chat to you and you need to talk. It's a game based on teamwork. Man, they can be they can be savage. They are some of the biggest assholes I've ever met in my life. (laughs) Even when you're like, I'm new, I'm sorry. They're like, don't give a shit. They like use lingo that you don't understand. They can be harsh. But I will say it's a very toxic community. (laughs) It is. It is. It's crazy. But I will say I am glad that we got this TV show from it because League of Legends has a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of characters. And the characters are all so vast and different and each have stories. And so I'm glad we're getting a TV series about it. And the TV series was great. Spoilers, if you haven't watched it, the show was good. The reviews are in. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic TV show, and I, I remember I was listening to your Star Wars one with Star Wars Visions with Ashton, and it made me think the same thing. Like, I feel like a lot of these producers are now going, you know, we we've got these universes that we created with so much to offer, so many characters, so many things. Why don't we make a TV show about it? Why don't we delve yeah. into some more of these 
you know, the lore of this specific group. In this case, it's Piltover and Vi and Jinx. So, uh, and forgive my naivete when it comes to, to League of Legends. Um, mm-hmm. So the characters in this show are from the game? or the no, Most of them. Yes. So most of the characters um, are champions that you can select and play in League of Legends. So obviously Vi, Jinx. There's characters that you're going to see who you instantly know. Oh, that's, you know, I've played him or her before. These are lead characters. But then there's some scenes. For example, you see Silco, who is not a character in League, who is becoming a character in League as we speak. And his assistant is a character. Because of the show. And they're actually going to incorporate him into TFT, not not League. (laughs) So, like, what what is TFT? Yep. So, okay. so you've got the subsect of League of Legends TFT Teamfight Tactics, which is like an auto chess battler where you take these champions and put them on a chessboard, so okay. to speak. And it's the like League's they make secondary special game. things. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. Some people like it more than League, the actual game. But so the two main characters, mm-hmm. Jinx slash Powder and uh, uh, Vi. They are both champions. Jinx is a very popular one. And so it really, really Mm -hmm. confused me because I I have my limited knowledge. I know who Jinx is. It confused me as hell when in the beginning they were calling her Powder. I was like, I was like, this is Jinx. This is not Powder. Who is Powder? Yep. It really confused me. So (laughs) so I liked seeing. And that's what I like about this show is we're getting the the before on a lot of these characters and how mm-hmm. they get to their spot in the game it, it's a cool uh is it epilogue no prologue excuse me it's a it's a prologue, prologue yes yeah yes. Yeah, yep. yeah 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 it's really cool because like i said i was confused i instantly was like wait this is jinx and then it wasn't until obviously she uh, uh changes her own name which was such a dramatic and cool mm-hmm. moment I, I love this show that's what i said it's like it put some pieces oh, together for me show. in really dramatic yep. ways. It was good. It was really good. Evan, what did you think about it? As someone who has never seen a, a bit of League of Legends play, don't know these characters, what was your overall impressions? It took me a little bit to, I feel like, get settled into the world, uh, especially the first three episodes. There's like the flashback in the very beginning of the show that shows vi and powder as little kids during whatever that is the battle of zon or whatever and, and their mm-hmm. parents are killed they find their parents dead and there's vander who takes them in and then time jump uh and they're they're both teens now whatever and then like a couple episodes later it's like another time jump i was like whoa like come on <laughs> slow down right yeah they get a lot of history yeah yep. <laughs> but I, I really loved the, it felt, the best way I can describe it is from the jump, it felt very like Game of Thronesian in that there's yes! a pieces, there's a lot of characters, mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. I wrote that down, like different protagonists, Absolutely. and they all have their own, you know, different, uh, different goals and objectives throughout the series, and they intersect in interesting ways. Um, yeah. So I had to go back and rewatch it definitely to like, you know, pick up on some more of the the story and plot. But uh, Mm -hmm. at at first viewing, it's great. Yeah. So there's like a lot of things that I feel like you miss as you watch this, because like you said, it's so Game of Thrones that you're trying to pick up every piece. And there's so many moving parts and characters 
And I, I love the, the time jump aspect because it kind of shows this city of Piltover, which is the technologically advanced city, but they refuse magic and kind of how they begin to embrace this new age. And you have to jump that 10 plus years to show this is what we did with it, you know? And also it. it brings a new depth in because they don't give you that lore in League of Legends with them as children and how they you know, they give you a little glimpse into it, but not exactly how they came to be. So I absolutely loved it. I came in with minimal knowledge of League of Legends. I know some of these characters recognize the faces. I didn't know anything about the lore of of the game, per se. I've played it. So for me, like you said, Evan, the first couple of episodes, I was actually like very confused. It wasn't until like the middle part of it where all of it started clicking for me. And I was like, oh, this is actually really dynamic. There's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different characters with a lot of different goals. Like you said, very Games of Thrones. But what I loved about it is I was, even though some people were working against each other, I was like rooting for every single character to succeed in their own way. Everyone was so like relatable, I guess. I don't know. I really ended mm -hmm. up falling in love mm -hmm. with just so many different characters. I was like trying to come into this and be like, okay, who is my favorite character? Cause that's usually a question I'll ask. It's tough. And, and I had a hard time deciding who was my favorite. Cause there's so many people here that I liked. Do you guys have an idea of, of, who was your favorite? And maybe we could start talking about some of these characters. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. You know, I love Heimerdinger because I knew that's you were been my say that. that's been my, my that's the been my champion, <laughs> the Yordle, the Yordle. So yeah. he's just this like 300 year old, you know, he he's the founder, part of the founders of Piltover. So he's seen this giant magic war that has happened before. And it's kind of why he has a better understanding of like, Oh, you better not dabble in that. It, it caused some problems. He was but super anti-magic. He was mm -hmm. super anti-magic, you know, and it's for good reason, but it's, it's almost a not embracing the good side of it. So now can I ask, uh, he's a playable character in league of legends. Like what, yeah. what's his, uh, specialty? What's his skill? I'll run you through his his skill set, right? So so it's a Q W E R. That's how you use the the champion skills. You get one per each button. If you're looking at your keyboard. <laughs> and the R is the ultimate. So his yeah. Q, he gets to stack up these little Hextech turrets. So he does use, I'm assuming, Jace's magic at some point to make I think these everyone has turrets to. that he uses. Yeah, it's it's the standard um, of weaponry at some point, I imagine. <laughs> it, well, and that's the thing is a lot of the characters in League of Legends use yeah. this magic yes. type weapon. So you're like, oh, and it's not there in the beginning. So you're like, it's not When's popular it yet. Yeah, it's cool. But, OK, go on. Go so on. so quick, quick summary. He's got turrets. He gets a little stack of turrets. He can place around him. So when people try and, you know, mess with you close, close combat, you get shot by the turrets. He's got projectile rockets, which he shoots out which do a lot of damage, a stun grenade, which he throws that launches you. And then his ultimate makes any one of those abilities do an enhanced version. So a giant turret, a hundred rockets or a grenade that bounces 10 times, you know? And so to his character in the show, he's very much a man of science. Some of these mm -hmm. characters that we haven't seen yet, excuse me, when I say characters, I should call them champions in the, in the game. Some of them are like super magic-y, yeah. like there's werewolves, there's mummies. And so what I like love about this is they haven't introduced those characters yet because 
I'm assuming magic is going to like take over this world and kind of ravage it. And so I really like seeing the beginning and like kind of knowing where it's heading. I don't know exactly where the story is going, but mm-hmm. I know that this League of Legends is going to form and it's a motley crew of of a lot right. of different people. And right now we're really only getting mostly humans and like the Heimerdinger. Like he's really one of the only mm-hmm. non-humans at this point. But in this world, there are a lot of other non-human species. Yes. Yeah, so he's a Yordle, but then – so. I'll give you like I was texting you earlier about how there's this, these kind of, you know, Easter egg scenes where someone who plays League of Legends would know. So Singed is using the Shimmer <clears throat> and the Shimmer, which is that purple stuff. It's kind of like a, a hyper drug. Um, it transforms you, gives you enhanced senses, and he injects a rat with it in one of the scenes. And one yeah. of the champions is Twitch, who is this oh, archery plague rat he's a rat and it's it's a singed creation so singed is the mad scientist creating these abominations through shimmer and Love that. it's he, he doesn't always do it but you know that he's gonna do that at some point in this show okay 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 evan who was your favorite character that is tough for me um i'll go with vander right now he uh oh yeah yeah that vander's he, a you know, character he's uh he makes the deal with the devil, you know, with um, mm-hmm. the police in the beginning and Vi and the rest of the kids kind of hold it against him until you see later in the series that like being put in that position, they have to make these compromises on uh, on their disdain for the Piltover police. Yeah. Like that's one of the fun dynamics in in, in the show for me. I agree. I agree. I love the the classism. So there's there's the upper world of what's it called Piltover, and then there's the yes. Undercity, which is called Zon. 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 Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, some of these characters live in the lavish uh, upper world where they see sunlight, and then there's like a whole Undercity that's like polluted and like crime ridden and poverty stricken. And so the reason I bring that up is because I think. After long deliberation, my favorite character, the one I found myself most interested in as the series kept going on, was Victor. Now, I think one of the reasons I was interested in Victor early is because I know in the game, he looks a lot different than he looks in this series. Yes, he does. So I was kind of keeping my eye on him and his story throughout the whole thing. And then when he ends up using magic and destroys the girl that a sky who loved him, that was like really Mm -hmm. sad. And he was just trying to like heal himself and he took magic too far. I ended up really, uh, really being invested in that story and what was going on. But that did come from my little bit of previous knowledge that Victor, the playable Mm -hmm. character in the game is going to be like a a huge robotic magic monster type thing. And so, yeah, yeah, he's going to be like a destroyer. Like he's going to be crazy part. And he's like, he's he's crippled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, right away, like, Oh, that's this. The story's gonna take a turn somewhere. It yes, has to. Yes, He's dying. Yes. You know who his lead character is. He was. I love it. He pays the ultimate sacrifice, and he was dying. You don't even see the end of it yet. Oh, I loved that. I loved that he was dying. We knew that, but I knew he wasn't gonna die. Just knowing from the the thing. So I loved yep. watching him, and um, he was also one of these characters that was born in the Undercity, but now through like his hard work and like status. 
he had a job in in Piltover. And so I, I, I like the dynamic between the two because he was like, we can't trust anyone from like Jace at one point was like, we can't trust anyone from the Undercity. And he's like, I'm from the Undercity, you dick. I and am. So, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> so it was OK, a cool but Absolutely. it was it was. So those are just a few of the characters. There's a lot of them. We didn't pick either of the two main characters, which was uh, V mm-hmm. and Jinx, who are both playable characters in the game. Um, I, I believe we knew they were sisters already, but it's cool kind of seeing how they started. They had some friends who they lost along the way. Um, what, what, how would you describe just kind of the overarching plot of the show, Evan? It, for someone who hasn't seen it, I guess we're a little far in for that, but <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, just aesthetically, uh, I think it, one of the appealing things about this world for me is that it is it's almost this mix of medieval and sci-fi. Yeah. You get this like Dungeons and Dragons, World of Warcraft type species and dynamics. But then Mm -hmm. there's also the sci-fi element where where there's very advanced technology. I mean, it's just really cool to see it. And it's all animated very beautifully by this French studio, Fortiche, who I think I read that they had done uh, done, like animatics for League of Legends Mm -hmm. in the past. Oh, that's cool. Um, so the story, yeah, the story is really about these two sisters, Vi and Jinx, and how they go on separate paths, one kind of towards the lighter side and one towards the darker side. And, and they're both trying to do right by where they come from, and they go about it in different ways. Ooh, well put. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, a tale of two sisters. I don't know. It, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the main story we follow, but there's there's a lot of other stories here. And so, Brett, why don't you tell us a little bit about Jace? Um, he is a playable character in the game as well. Tell us about what he's kind of doing in the beginning here and his his part in the story. Correct. So in in the game, he's got this massive hammer. So we'll, we'll get into that so you know you know it's coming with his invention work. So it, it starts off with him walking through this desert with his mother and he runs into this mage basically on the, the brink of death who teleports him out of there and helps him and, and gives him this shard of magic basically, which is the, the Hextech fragments. And so that's kind of starts his quest towards integrating tech or magic into technology. And it, yeah. it's his journey which gets tangled with powder at the early age and Vi who kind of cause this whole thing to be set in motion with yeah. magic being integrated through that really orb are. exploding. I didn't even realize it till just now. They are the reason that magic got introduced yep. to the world. So think about it. Jace is experimenting with this hex tech secretly alone. Mm-hmm. And um, so Vi, Jinx, and their two cohorts, uh, Milo and Clogger, Krogger, something like that. Clag. Um, Clagger. Excuse me. Clagger. <laughs> and so Clagger and uh, Milo, they're kind of like Robin Hooding. They're like stealing from people of Piltover to help the Undercity. And they break into Jace's apartment, not knowing who he is. And they cause a massive explosion with the Hextech because it's unstable magic. And that's what draws it to mm-hmm. the attention of the council. And that's what, oh my God, that's the domino that really yes. it, uh, sets the whole thing in the motion. Full I didn't circle, even, yeah. Yeah, it is very full circle. I didn't even realize that till just now, but I love that little bit. But so, yeah, Jace introduces the world to magic. He takes it to the council 
which Brett's favorite character, Heimerdinger, is on the council. There's a couple oh, other absolutely. characters we get to know throughout <laughs> it, but on the council. But they basically deem it as um, unsafe. Don't do it's it. Too dangerous. No, yeah. persona yes. non grata. They're like, hell no. But Heimerdinger's assistant, Victor, sees the potential and what i like about it is while Mm -hmm. he does have faith in it and he sees the potential i think it comes from a selfish like he wants to fix himself absolutely yeah yes he knows knows. okay so that's kind of where we're at story-wise that's the first what i liked about this too is they released it in groupings of three episodes and if you kind of follow it in those three episode groupings it does follow an overarching story but that's kind of like these time jumps you were talking about evan you can really follow them if mm-hmm. you follow the three episode uh, uh story here but that's kind of the the first three episodes and that's really the introduction to the characters magic the world and like i said i was very interested in what's going on at this point i was like oh this is fun the animation's cool i know some of these characters but i was really confused i hadn't pieced together where this plot was going and it wasn't until this like middle part that i really was like oh this is epic and i think that's the perfect word for it is this is really epic it it is and it goes back to what you were saying evan of how there's all these moving pieces because from the league perspective, I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be the classic, you know, sister versus sister and who gets control at the end. But it's so much more than that. It explores this massive universe of Piltover and literally the the city building and the culture building, the magic integrated in the whole world because they start all of this after this massive war where pretty much everyone said, we can't do this anymore. Um before we move on to the second two parts of the, the season, Violet is voiced by Haley Steinfeld, who's also currently in Hawkeye right now. Yeah. So she's having a killer Q4. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. She's doing great for herself. Love that girl. But I will say, yeah. just looking at the names before you go down the rest of them, Evan, she's the only name I recognize. And I thought that was really interesting Absolutely. about this project. Yes. I don't Same. recognize an, another name on this list. It's not like they brought in star power. And I think this did very well for Netflix. And I think that's a testament to like the writing and mm-hmm. storytelling of it. Like we said, it's got this Game of Thrones feel where you're watching a bunch of different moving parts take place and, and form this star story. Sorry for cutting you off. You can continue with the voices. Yeah, I also didn't recognize any other voices on this uh, on, on the cast list, but there was one that stood out to me uh, hearing it, which was Vander's voice. And maybe subconsciously, that's why like, I'm drawn to his character. Uh, this guy's name is JB Blanc. He has like an extensive, extensive, extensive voice acting resume. Um, I know him from a, a little known show called Beware the Batman, where he voiced Alfred, <laughs> uh, but he's also been in Naruto, Digimon, <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, like, Wow. He's got like hundreds of credits on his on his uh Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite lines he says early in the show, he, he cuts in at the bar when someone's trying to negotiate with his buddy and, and, and someone threatens him and he goes, Don't threaten the guy who pours the drinks. And then <laughs> yep. they like learn that he's like the the owner of the bar and he runs <laughs> it was just so cool. Vander's yeah. a badass. I knew that is such um, a you character. Yeah. And see, that's a shame is I really yeah. liked him. He's not in the game. And maybe really? and maybe no. oh, so Brett, tell yeah. me this. Actually, answer me this. Is not knowing the characters, is that a little bit of a spoiler? Like, you know who's going to live. You don't know. you. Where Evan doesn't know who's going to live and who's going to die, you know there are some characters that have plot armor because they need to make it to the game storyline. 
true but but so it's it's almost like a different universe like league of legends the game okay. and arcane the show could be because where you are in the game is kind of maybe a few years after the end episode uh everyone has their abilities and weapons so hmm. how okay. far they jump forward after that they you know their time in the game could be short-lived their plot okay. armor could weaken okay. I like easily that. for yeah, season no. two that's a good point. Just thought about it because because I, I bet Brett you were or excuse me I bet Evan you were very shook by Vander's death. But in my mind I was like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I, I know that V and Jinx aren't going to die because I know they have a lot more story to tell. You know what I mean? Or like I knew Jace he he ain't going to get off. Yeah. Even though I will say the cliffhanger so, at the end looks like he he may, but um, it's you uh, never know. That was a big also, emotional I, I moment though. <laughs> Vander dying. Sorry, go I ahead. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Vi, Alex. It is Vi. God, I'm sorry. Vi. I kept, I kept saying it over and over in my head too. And I did the wrong one. I was like, okay, V, V, V. No, that's all Vi. right. So Vander's a good example though of someone who I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, right? Because they, they, he takes this massive dose of shimmer after falling oh. from getting stabbed in the back by Silco and the just epic, you know, end of okay. episode three. We, and before you get too far into that, what, what is shimmer? Yes. Let's just discuss what is shimmered. Like it's like a drug you inject into yourself and it, it kind of makes you to me. I was like, it's kind of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It looked like a drug you take. Yes. And you like Hulk exactly. out a little. Even though there like are Bane's implications, Venom. oh, yes. Bane's venom's a good comparison. Even though mm-hmm. it, it also, I think, has medicinal purposes, we see later on. Correct. But taken so in large qualities, it's, it's like steroids, but like liquid form. Yeah. <laughs> like steroids so it's liquid, it's like know. the the perfect drug that you can't abuse, but you want to abuse. You know, it can ah. heal you. It can heighten your senses. It makes you stronger, but. The more you use it and the larger doses you have of it, it disforms you and basically changes you into this deformed mutant-like creature. So can, Now, can I ask, gameplay-wise, are the the Hextech shards and Shimmer, are they like little things, little power-ups you gather along the way? You know, like, or how does it work into the gameplay, the game mechanic? Translate it for us. Yeah, so it's that one's a little tough. So the champions that you use are already, so like, Jinx has a giant machine gun like she has in there, but it's got the hex core in there. You you didn't mm-hmm. know that it had that in there until you watched the show. Okay. Uh, Jace has his hammer, but so there's a list of items that you can choose. You know, we'll say Jinx as an example would be buying things that make her attack faster, hit harder, increase her range for a minigun, and some of those are magic items, attacks. You know, they're. They don't have too much lore on the items, but you can see with the arts and kind of the names, you know, one would mm-hmm. be Hextech Gunblade, and you would buy that, and it gives you magic damage and lets you heal from hurting people, basically. Okay. Yeah, and so basically the weaponry, the magic, that's how it's explained, because they do, a lot of them have weapons that are powerful, more mm-hmm. powerful than like your average gun, your average sword. Um. I, I love it. I like I said, I love the because tr- it's not one for one with the game, but it's like before the game. So you're really seeing how things evolve and get to that point. Exactly. It's, it, it's interesting to see it unfold. So I, I, I'll give you another example too for Jinx. Uh, her ultimate ability is transforming that minigun into it's called fish bones. And you can see yeah. in that last scenes the bazooka, the fish base, the shark looking thing. 
and it shoots out the giant mega death rocket which goes across the whole map it has to be a pinpoint precision and if you hit them the farther it went the more explosion it does wow mm-hmm. yeah that sounds so, cool and it, it looks cool in the it, series it, absolutely yeah. it replicates that last scene and I think you did a good job of describing it earlier, Evan. It feels video game-esque, World of War, League of Legends, but also kind of like a comic book with the art style and the fight scenes with mm-hmm. the storytelling of like a Game of Thrones. It's really well done. It wasn't like someone just um, – like I'm trying to compare it to another movie or TV show that's based on a video game. And the only thing I could think of is like the cheesy like Sonic or Mario games from back in the day. Like someone didn't put time and effort into that story. They were just like yeah. doing it for or 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 the, or the most famous one of all time, Pokemon. You know what I mean? A lot of them is to just Pokemon, sell the games. Yeah. This one didn't necessarily feel like it was designed to sell the game. They were like, we're going to make a good ass piece of of TV art here. And I really appreciate mm-hmm. that because they could have just leaned on taking all the characters from the game and just having like a, a nine episode all out war. Yeah. But instead they were like, how do we get to that point? There's like build up. It's good because I imagine there's going to be a season two. And I think they left a lot to be done in season two that I'm still excited to watch. Let's get to the middle three episodes though. So I, we've been off on yes. a tangent. These middle three episodes, yes, we like have. I said, are where <laughs> things really pick up for me oh also i do want to say um the title of the series for me is the base violence necessary for change because before the episode even started it got my brain thinking i was like oh i like that is there a base amount of violence that's necessary for change it really had me questioning things (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that's deep that's deep especially with the year that we've gone through you know what i mean it's like if you want to see real change how is Uh there amount it's always the question yeah yeah okay it's it's interesting it was philosophical and like i said before i even started the episode it got me thinking and then i like that they they integrated obviously it's the title of the episode but they like integrated it so well into the episode i was like ah this is their that's what they mean that's their base violence oh it was good it was good okay but so these next ones uh we go through the time jump and we see a bit older of a jinx. Oh, we should discuss, I guess, the the monkey bomb. We should discuss like the climax of the those first three bomb. episodes. Oh. This is where the two sisters diverge. Yeah. So they have captured Vander and the kids have decided they're going to go save him. Which this is sad because so I think this is what was lost on me in the first three episodes is this is like the undercity self war. There's like the the people who... There's like the the Professor X and like the Magneto side of it. Like Silco is Magneto. Yep. He's like, we're going to be Vander. our. Yeah, yeah. Silco and Vander, they're like the two leaders of like, we're going to do be peaceful or we're going to revolt and be our own nation. And so they come to turn or they come to blows with each other. And Silco looks like he's going to win. But the kids start to save him. And Silco releases all of these shimmer monsters. And that was when. uh mm-hmm. Powder at the time took three, four, uh, five of these magic crystals, put them in her like toy <laughs> clapping monkey. It was like, hope, hope you work and tried to explode like the bad guy that was going to kill them all. And not only mm-hmm. did she explode the bad guy, she exploded like everyone. All the good guys. And, and all the good yep, guys. Yep. 
it's it was sad it was like she needed probably one of those magic crystals not like four or five like she did Mm -hmm. but it was really emotional because like in her mind she's got to do something or everyone's gonna die but and then like in the end she ends up getting blamed for everyone dying which was really sad like that was that that pulled on my heartstrings it's out out of love but the curse of jinx you know Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Milo and Clag's deaths are brutal. Milo gets oh, in- I know. impaled. Yeah. And then crushed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Impaling's Not- one thing. And then crushed. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's bad. Um, yeah. There were there were a couple bits of uh I'll, I'll be honest, my first watch through, I fell asleep through a couple episodes. So like I missed some of the characterization. Uh in episode two, there's when they're hiding out. Uh, there's the bit with the target practice that Jinx does, and she nails all of them. I was like, she's oh, that would have been good to know the first time I watched it. Yeah, so yeah, she's a yeah. sharpshooter. Um, Talos mentions his family's hammer business in episode two as well. Oh, see, uh, I missed that one. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mentions it a couple times. He's like, oh, my family made ha- the hammers that built this city. I can't believe oh, I didn't even cool. think about that. Yeah, because then he comes now. in with a, yeah, <laughs> he's got a giant hammer. Okay, okay. Um, um, but so this ends in like a very fiery, explosive, almost everyone's dead besides the two sisters. And it's really emotional. But so uh, Vi, not, not V, Vi grabs her sister's face and is like, you are a jinx. And she punches her too. Ugh, it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And, <laughs> yeah. and she, that's a sad moment. Vi is very emotional in this moment. I'm not saying her actions are justified, but she's very mad and yeah. she she's lashing out. She's blaming the only person she can, the only person that's really there. You know what I mean? And so it's sad, but so she leaves for like a moment to like gather herself. She's injured. And that's when Silco finds powder. And was like about to kill her. I thought this was funny. I, I did a little bit of a rewatch of just mm-hmm. this just this episode because I thought this was a really big episode. Mm-hmm. And he almost killed her. He literally like knife out, was ready to do it. And then when she was like, my sister left me and was like crying, he took her under his wing. And at first I was like, mm, sus. But by the end of this series, you really do see that he cares about her like a daughter. He really does. Absolutely. Even though like, you know what I mean? Even though he's like the bad guy and he's got evil intentions yep. and, and he makes Jinx part of the bad team, there is like that familial bond there, which which uh it started in this moment. It, it was a very epic moment, and it's it's with fire in the background and an explosion. It's good. I really like this moment. It's reminiscent of Vander betraying him when they're going through that oh. civil war, and I think he can relate with that, so he knows, like, oh, your sibling Vander's rivalries. kids and your sister sibling rivalry betrayed like I was. I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. He's gone through the same thing with his sibling. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they're siblings, but they're definitely they kind called of the each other brothers. Civil war. Yeah, yeah. Just like I don't actually think they're sisters. I think they just live on the streets yeah. and grew up together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is fine to me. That's that's just as real a family as any family is. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Like even though they're not blood, you know they've been through all these hardships together, and so mm-hmm. this is where the two split. Uh, Powder becomes Jinx. She joins Silco and Vi. I have to like think about it before I say it. Vi. Um, <laughs> she gets arrested 
by a, a crooked cop. Now uh, we keep yeah, calling them cops. Marcus. Are they called in? Are they called enforcers? Is that their proper term? Enforcers. Yeah, that's the. Okay. So Marcus is the second hand man, basically the the crooked cr- cop to. Uh, I think it was Grayson. Any good crime organization needs a crooked cop. Yeah. A cop or two in their pocket. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. After the finale of episode three, I was really curious where the series would go. I was like, they just killed off pretty much all the characters. I just, yeah. I yep. just met. There's like three left. What do they do now? It was Game of Thrones. Uh, like it, when you lose Ned yeah. Stark, yeah, you're yeah. like, what the hell? He's the main character. You were like, like, how do they move on? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so this is where there is a little bit of a time jump. And um, yep. where do we pick up after the time jump, Evan? Do you remember? We pick up on uh, it's progress day. So that's one thing. Jace is being oh yeah uh, accepted under the council, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then while that's going on, uh, there's stuff being smuggled on some blimps. And we get our introduction to Jinx, formerly Potter, now as an adult, who is... Silco's second in command. She's a crazy sharpshooter, badass. Harley Quinn esque. She's got long blue braids, which is akin to she looks just like and this is what I liked. Is she she grew into her character that's in the show. And not everyone has yet. Whereas Jinx was what the first one to do it. There are other characters that are still Mm -hmm. growing and progressing. But so Jinx now looks like her um her game self and she's very akin to her Absolutely. game self she, she's got that machine gun she's got what do those bombs do in the game brett I, those bombs are so goddamn annoying that she throws out uh they're traps they they yes. claw you and then she's got a, a shotgun which is that like pistol side shooter thing that she yeah. has the colorful like painted one and that shoots out a bolt of electricity which gets you she's good in the game we're also introduced to one of the enforcers, Caitlin Kierman. Now, is she a game character? She but... is a game character. Okay. She's yes. got the big sniper. I like I like her rifle. I don't care for her as a character. She is a little annoying to me. What? Uh, Why? Wait, wait, understand. wait, wait. This is not... I like Caitlin. You don't like Caitlin? Why did you not like her? I just don't understand her motivations. Like, I get... There's do like, the right thing yes <laughs> i think there's uh two archetypes maybe that they kind of combined into to one character and it felt like two motivations too many or something like that but like it's like the over eager beat cop and mm-hmm. then the rich girl wanting to break away and go against yep. her parents wishes evan likes Why his characters one dimensional <laughs> all right he, you heard it here first it makes no sense evan only likes well, his characters one dimensional he doesn't like when they have personalities she would not be an enforcer she has a sense of duty she has a sense of duty doesn't matter what class you uh, come from everyone in pillover is like well off so like their cops enforcers come yeah. from somewhere yeah, the other thing with caitlin kerman is not a gripe about her more so a little bit about the the character's design is like okay this was definitely made by a bunch of dudes who made a video game like, <laughs> she's tr- trouncing around town in like uh, her yep. cop uniform it is like a skirt i was like this is not practical whatsoever you're like is yeah. that standard uh, Jinx's issue design is a little bit yeah jinx's design is a little bit like that too it's like okay yeah this is just like these are game characters made by Probably yep, mostly yep. dudes. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. In the anime business, we call that fan service. Yeah, and so this is, <laughs> <laughs> and and 
and and you should see so they they made an enforcer all these skins that they have i guess like you would purchase on league of legends and equip them to your character to change their aesthetic and appearance uh mm-hmm. the cop one yeah. yep, that's fan right. service right there <laughs> all right this is a different podcast what brings up a good point about uh, so evan something i think is interesting that brett knows and i'm going to connect these dots so the game itself is free to play and you can pay for yeah. like skins and that's how the the game makes money and mm-hmm. it makes a crap load of money it's like super popular it makes enough money Huge amount of money that it made this tv series like think about it it's like it got angry birds money where they didn't make a, a cheesy movie but they mm. were like we're going to make a drama <laughs> and so i love this like to me i the idea of a game that you can play for free and want to, if you want to spend money, you can. I love that. I love that. To me, that's like rewarding good behavior. I'm only going to pay this game if like they're like on top of their shit. And, and they are, and it's it's top they ranked. Are. Their esports scene is I know. basically number one at this point. They the that's where their money comes prior from. To, oh, abs- I didn't even think absolutely. about it. It's that's where all yep. their money comes from is esports. Yeah, all all the the skins and aesthetic stuff are a huge amount of money for them. Then their sponsorship in esports that even aren't league, their events that mm-hmm. they do, they have TFT, which is another source of revenue. They're making an MMO like World of Warcraft. Uh, is Riot Games the one that made like a like a Steam competitor? Well, like they made their own separate store, or am I thinking of a different company? I think that's Epic. Uh, okay, that's um, what I'm thinking. Yeah, the, yeah, you're, the Fort, you're right. Fortnite people. <laughs> yeah, Still. okay, never mind. Um, They're huge. It's I will crazy. credit them with. Yeah, this is one of the only successful video game adaptations that I can think of that I've seen yeah. lately. Uh, that has uh, done it very, uh, very well to critical uh, acclaim. Yeah, I got. Yeah, oh, I got another one no. for you. It's it's out right now, season what? two uh, of the Wit The Witcher. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. That's okay. fair. That which is also well right now, is yeah. a video yeah, game that's, property that's turned into an amazing mm-hmm. Netflix show. This is mm-hmm. something, this is yeah. another free Netflix endorsement. I love mm-hmm. that Netflix <laughs> will take risks for these things and will take Great like move. swings that normal cable companies would not. They, they yeah, see things in different ways. Originally. Yes. They're so good yep. at what they do. And now they're they, like, we'll, we'll make it ourselves. Yes. Yeah. They're really good. So two video game properties, both doing well this Christmas on Netflix as TV shows, The Witcher and uh, Arcane. And there's like longevity for these shows. You know what I mean? I want more Mm -hmm. of each of them. Both of them left me on a very good note. Okay, let's get back to this, though. Sorry, we're so off track. Progress day. <laughs> we're, we're big tangent. Big tangent. Yeah, big yeah. tangent. That's okay, though. That's what we're here for. Um, oh, I love it. Jace is going to present new technology to the board. To me, this was like the Steve Jobs of the Hextech. Like, he was like, I want to create it so that everyone can use it, not just us. And it, we've seen the technological advances mm-hmm. that it's done for their world. They have the hex gates, which are like teleportation gates, which make them like the shipping uh, hotspot of the world because you can get anywhere probably very quickly, which I love. I love that that's like the first use of technology is they're like shipping. They're like, we'll mm-hmm. ship all our goods and wares <laughs> in the blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've they're solved like, their supply chain issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Exactly. They they get the PS5s on time. Exactly. <laughs> and then also we see Evan's favorite character, Caitlin, break Vi <laughs> out of jail. Um, I don't know. This is one thing I will say is I don't know what tipped Caitlin off to get on this trail to unimprison Vi. Like that, I just knew. Like I picked up in the story, and I was like, "Oh, okay, she's doing this." I didn't. I didn't see where that motivation came from. So maybe I'm like Evan. Actually, her motivation at times were was so, a little unclear. But yeah, well, she she gets into the ship with all that shimmer on it and finds one of Silco's thugs, and this oh, kind of starts right. her on that trail because Jinx is the main culprit there. It's the the fireflies, I think. The fireflights. Firelights. Firelights. Fire which they play a part. Silco's gang. Fire, and mm-hmm. this is what I love is out of nowhere, we just get like a new gang introduced. Right. Like a rival another gang. Another gang. Yeah, like, another wait, gang what? taking over, trying to wreak havoc. <laughs> the firelights, their leader's mask. I, I guess. Should I spoil who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, know. that's fine. It's, yeah, uh, we'll get. They know if they. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you probably already know. But the Firelight's <laughs> leader is Echo, who is a character we met in the first couple episodes as a child. And one thing I noticed on my yeah. rewatch is that I think his Firelight mask is the same mask he was spying on Vander on in the shop. Good it's catch. That same like owl bird like yeah. design. And it was, it was cool. It was cool connecting that dot when I rewatched it. So Echo was also actually a playable character. Yes. Echo was one of the characters. <laughs> yeah. I Echo was one of the characters I was debating. I was like, is he my favorite? He goes from like scrappy underdog to like leader awesome. of the scrappy underdogs. Mm-hmm. He also is a playable yeah. character. And Evan, he's got like sick powers. And so we kind of see it. I'm going to jump ahead. But so he gets in a fight with mm-hmm. Jinx. And what he does is like he can rewind himself a few steps. So like in the fight, he was running up to her. He was dodging bullets and then he got hit by one. And you saw him just kind of rewind. And he's like, I'll do it one more time. And he gets it right this time and takes her out. And I think they did that in a really cool stylistic way. If that makes sense. They like showed the first one in like a, a different animation style. And then when you see him get shot, then it just rewinds. So he like, it's like a checkpoint. He can like do a checkpoint where he like clicked that stopwatch and he was like, okay, I'm going to reset to this spot if something happens. And then that's what he, it was, it's badass. It's great playing in the game. It's it's badass. Yeah. It's really cool in the game when you see someone who's really good with echo play. And so I was excited to watch him fight. And that was one thing I also was like a little annoyed about is like, I'm, I'm going through all this and I was like, oh, I need more fighting. I need these characters to fight. I was like, what that, is going on? Yes. And they gave that me a lot of fights of at the co- end, though. And I was happy, though, with that. Yeah, that was one of my gripes with the show for sure is like, I don't know anything about the game, but I feel like I've seen gameplay footage. I know how these games typically look and <laughs> yeah. work. So I was like, come on. They show us this little crystal exploding in the first couple episodes and i'm like okay i'm assuming that's gonna power someone up to do some crazy shit like where is yep. it throughout the whole series and they hold <laughs> it was it a out real slow burn hold, three. it's it's a slow it's burn the, yeah they make you but wait. it's a dragon it's worth ball it, though, style because i knew it was coming you know what i mean i was like i know that this game is violent packed it's all fighting i was like why aren't oh, these characters yeah. just duking every 24 7 and it's good and that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. is they made this something that like 
a lot of other video game properties, they just they, a lot of other video game properties would have just taken all their characters and just had them fight for nine episodes and, and it'd be insistent yeah. battles. This was like a it's, drama. There was stakes, there was emotions, there was relationships. I loved it. And like there was time jumps. So we saw like consequences to people's actions. You know what I mean? Jace wants to mm-hmm. make Hextech popular and like we get to see the the consequences to those actions. And like eventually in this grouping of three episodes, I believe uh, Jace gets Heimerdinger, who's like his mentor, kicked off the council in like uh, the yeah. most Game of Thrones move ever. He gets you the vote. <laughs> yeah, the, it was unreal. I was the so mad. Starts yes, and so it was because they had differences on how they yeah. wanted to use this hex tech, and so that's what I'm saying is this was really well done in mixing in elements of fantasy politics drama like i was really blown away at how good the storytelling was throughout this whole series and and i just think what is reminding me as i'm looking at these grouping of three episodes is they were really good in groupings of three like i I think it is i think they call it act one act two and act three and it's 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 really good Mm -hmm. storytelling so i keep saying that and repeating that point but if you haven't watched (laughs) this and you're listening to this at this point give it a watch it's it's top notch well it's I, I consider myself a more avid video game player, and the things that I watch on TV are mostly like anime and cartoons, so I love that. But I would consider you guys more of TV and movie watchers than video game players. Yeah. But this nails <laughs> it's the ultimate nerd slash TV watcher show because it, it's got something from every like nerd style genre. Star Wars sci-fi yeah. magic D&D yeah, genre and then it's also got phenomenal writing character development storyline it's it's just really great in every mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. and the action scenes are awesome even without the power-ups which come in the third act yep. in the middle in the middle act there's a couple like hand-to-hand fights I think um Vi fights uh, I, I forget her name. Sil- Silco's other number, yeah. not number two, not Jinx, yeah. but, but the lady with the arm. Yeah, her name's Savika, and that and she fight's fights, really brutal. And at this point, um, she gets her power up gloves, which I love. Like I said, like Jinx is really the first one to come into her character, and then Vi is shortly after. She gets those gloves, and those gloves—that's what she does. And I like that she slowly learns. But her they're powers. not the power up ones yet. Oh, they're not fully. They're they're Vander's old the the iron mitts, you know. Oh, she starts and that's off why with she's those. at a disadvantage. Yeah, she she starts yeah. off with the old she, Vander. She's ones. got the iron boxing gloves basically, and then she gets stabbed in the chest by Savika with this mm-hmm. mechanical arm after kind of letting her crawl away, thinking she's won. And yeah. that's where you first see that shimmer being introduced as it can help you too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. In the middle act, a couple other like important plot points. One is the budding romance between Kiriman and uh, Vi. There's like yep. vibes going back and forth, which I missed that the first time I watched because I mm. fell asleep. But I was like, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Like I didn't, I didn't get why they were making eyes at like <laughs> to yes. each other the, in the in the third act. The first time I watched it, I thought it was going to be Caitlin and Jace at first, but. But yeah, I, I there's also there's also Jace and Councilwoman Mel, who Councilwoman Mel to me yep. is kind of like um kind of like the little finger of the show. 
she came from nothing, like really oh, talked okay. her and like yeah. schemed mm-hmm. her way into a position of power and like has a lot of control over yeah. this, over the city. But so there's a budding romance between those two, Jace and her as well. Um, and they have like a very dramatic sex scene while Victor is discovering the ruins of magic and like, what? Yeah. You have something um, to say? Why was that? Ju- <laughs> yeah. Why were those two scenes juxtaposed against each other? I was like, I was watching. I was like, so is Victor seeing this right now? Like, no, is he no. Being teleported there and is spying on them. What is happening? No, it was just to show what the it's two buddies were up like, to. Uh, yeah, like it's it's their weakness. Both of their weakness yeah. there. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. Brett came up with a really good answer on the spot. Right. No, they, wait. One, one is letting the magic control him. The other is letting the woman control him. Wait, Brett, you just discovered it. I actually think you're right. You like Rubik's Cube to this, like ass backwards. Yeah. I genuinely think you're right. Like that is each of their weaknesses. <laughs> Victor was like obsessed yeah. with the magic and, and Jace was letting uh, uh, Mel and, and eventually Mel's mom control He's him and his actions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, that's actually really good, Brett. Good job. I I didn't catch that. That's phenomenal. Woo. Okay. And so, wow. Um, I'm all hot and bothered now. No, just kidding. Okay. How do we? What? How does Act Two kind of wrap up? Thinking too much about that magic. That's right. I think it ends with the the fight on the bridge, right? Yes. 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 Echo another and Jinx face off. Another ending where the sisters meet and there's a gigantic explosion go on that's all i'll say about this (laughs) i was gonna say jinx and her bombs are made out to be such a threat but (laughs) like in this one she sets one off right next to her and is i mean is still in one piece plot armor burn marks (laughs) so to be fair i mean that is like the game like it does damage to you but it doesn't kill you (laughs) to be fair okay but no i agree like a grenade in this world seems like it would do a lot of damage it's hard to gauge the uh, the efficacy of these bombs because they like work yeah. in different ways at different points of the plot. But yeah. minor gripe, minor gripe. The, the, yeah. the way I, I like to think of it is Echo's got the time power and Jinx has the – she uses Shimmer to some extent. So it's like that'll, we'll, we'll give her that one, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you, were, you were buffed up on Shimmer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, the Firelight's – have these cool what would you even call them this is where they have those tiny little um bug bombs they're cool like i don't know what they're they're little like mm-hmm. uh they're the bugs so the fire lights that they Moths, base their team yeah. off of they're, they they're the, the fire, fire lights. Light. Yep. yeah yep. the fire lights they're little bugs <clears throat> and instead these ones are robotic and and someone realizes it at the last second and then they just all explode which would be deadly. You know what I mean? Like this was a full on terrorist attack mm. and it's a really good way to get us mm. into our third act because it's like this building. Like I said, act one, the first three episodes, I was confused because it was like the undercity beefing with the undercity. This one, it really spells out, Oh, this is the undercity beefing with Piltover. Like they have a class yeah. struggle going on here. And so huge explosion, lots of not casual. Yeah. There's casualties. There was injuries. Bunch um, of enforcers dead. Bunch yep. of enforcers. The crooked dead. cop dies, which is an yeah, important point. Yeah, true. the crooked cop yep. dies, and mm. um, one thing we skipped over with the crooked cop is we find out that Silco is threatening his daughter, which yep. we have like a very short scene here. And I want to ask you, Brett, what happened here? Because so they like showed us 
a glimpse when Silco is visiting with this crooked cop's daughter. They showed us a glimpse of Timo in like a children's book, who is my favorite <laughs> character I, in the game. I knew he was your favorite. Yep. Yeah. And so I was that. praying that he was going to be in Evan. He's like this little tiny, he's like tinier than Hammer Dinger. And he like blows poison mm-hmm. darts at people. And he sets up little invisible mushrooms that if you step on them, it's like poison gas. And so I was like, oh, introduce this little fluff ball of chaos to the world. But we only got like an outline <laughs> yeah. of his image in this children's book. And so that gives me hope that he will be there. But that little cameo broke my heart. You gotta give I was the like, people what they want. And it's, yeah. it's Timo. Timo! I love Timo. <laughs> and he's a Yordle. He's a, he's a Heimerdinger. So. Oh, they're the same race. Okay, I didn't realize. So that's interesting. They are the same race. Is, is Ziggs little, little furry also creatures. A, Ziggs a is also a Yordle. Yep. This makes sense. See, I'm piecing these things together. Okay, okay. Um, but so that's about the end of, of Act 2. Can you guys think of anything in the middle that you'd want to uh, uh, cover before we move on to the climax here? I think the, the summary is kind of they get a hold of this blue gem, right? They get a hold of the completed oh, yes. hex core. The evil and team it's, does. It's yeah. a constant fight between them trying to get it back and prove that the Firelights wasn't the one that took it. It was actually Silco. Yes. And that's kind of where this beginning of the Civil War reignites again and goes into the next act where shit's hit the fan and things are set in motion of, all right, they just killed our men. So... Now we got to go down there and to me, mess them up. What was really good about the series is, like I said, is that it plays out in these acts. And in the first two acts, I was like, where's the fights? Where's the violence? Come on. I know this game's about fighting. Mm-hmm. They did such a good job, like I said, with this slow build that these the, uh, the battle scenes at the end, the, the drama at the end, it felt really earned. I felt like I knew why these mm-hmm. characters were fighting. It was not just random violence. I really understood everyone's motives. And this gets back to what I was saying is everyone had these different motives for things. And there's this complex political thing of, of Jace made this magical orb that's like bouncing between side, side between side and how it plays out in all of these characters' motives. I was like rooting for everyone in different ways. You know what I mean? I wanted Victor to figure mm-hmm. it out. I wanted Jace mm-hmm. to get his orb back, but I also wanted Jinx and, and Vi to come back together, even though they're on opposite sides of this war right now. And I wanted Caitlyn to succeed. I like Caitlyn, even though Evan's got his problems. And so to me, there was just, <laughs> there was so much going on and I felt we'll like I understood. Yeah. I felt like I understood where each character was coming from and like echo. I knew what his purpose was and what he was trying to fight for and do. And so to me, this third act was like chef's kiss. It was really like, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? It was really satisfying. A lot of payoff for, mm-hmm. for these first six episodes. Yeah. That the last episode, the last uh, episode six where echoes finally on top of jinx and he's ready to finish her off and he looks at her and he can't do it you know that's kind of why you don't see that fight until the end everyone's just been holding back because they're like we all know each other we're on the same side we've all played a part we we're we're all technically on the same side but we gotta fight for the the one thing we really want the most and now at the end it's like all right we're doing it we've held back for too long and so if you like i have been and probably everyone here have been waiting for all the action you know should come with a 
uh, League of Legends, popular video game, <laughs> uh, multiplayer online battle arena style fighting game. Uh, the third act is the payoff, and there's a yes. lot of payoff, and it's really freaking cool. And I got here, I was a little moved. I was like, damn, you guys could have been doing this the whole time, but it's like the, the buildup is worth it. Um, yes. They lay a lot of groundwork, and, and it makes it a little, it makes it more satisfying to watch it. Yes. So one thing I'll note is in the fight scenes, they do almost like a different style of animation. It, I, I can't describe the two differences, but it's much more vibrant and a lot more like comic book style when they start fighting with each other. And what I really like too, and I, I skipped over this in the beginning, is the whole series kind of has like a dark tone to it stylistically, unless... Mm -hmm you're looking at Hextech or Shimmer, which is kind of like the two things powering up the two sides. The Shimmer, even though it's like a drug and it's bad for you, that's what the Undercity is using to power their people and, and, and make their side strong. Whereas Hextech is what the elite have been using to create this massive conglomerate city of success. And what another goddamn socioeconomic thing is like, even though Piltover <laughs> became like the epicenter of like technology in the world, the Undercity didn't see any of that. Trickle down economics is a lie. Didn't work. And they're smuggling shimmer up there. Yeah, exactly. They want it. They just don't want to get in trouble for it. Yeah. 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 And so there's the big face off on the bridge, um, which actually looking at the Wikipedia now, I think we're an episode off. That actually happens in the first episode of Act 3. Whatever. It's like yeah, one of yeah. the major turning points of the series. Um, and then I think one of the cool things is this is where it all comes to a head. Our characters are all crossing paths now. Vi has been with Caitlin Kierman journeying through the underworld. Uh, they she meets cross up with paths. Echo. Jace at this point. They meet back up with Echo. She meets up with Jace and Jace is motivated because of this terrorist attack because he's on the council. Mm -hmm. He wants to take action. He wants to stop it. And she's like, let's go fuck shit up. Let's go raid his fucking and they, and they do an unsanctioned production facility. <laughs> They like oh, go yeah. down yeah. vigilante style. This guy on the board that's, goes that's ready for this. This was what <laughs> got me is he went in his board clothes. He didn't even like bother. He was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to wear a no mask. Armor. Yeah, I'm not going to. He just Who went. Needs armor when you have plot armor. He went yep. straight from the boardroom. Hammer. <laughs> grabbed the hammer. and was like, let's go. Like he didn't bother to change. It was literally mm. what he was wearing when he was at the board mm. with all those people. So I thought that was funny. I was like, he attempted. He was literally like, I'm going to own this illegal raid. Yeah. That I'm doing. yeah they, that's that's a tight vest. You don't have flexibility in that. <laughs> <laughs> So the only this, other time we've seen him in a different outfit is when he's shirtless forging his hammer. <laughs> great scene. Great scene. Oh, I thought that was a euphemism for him and Mel, but no, you, you mean when he was actually forging his hammer. So yeah, yeah. this is where Vi gets her. What, what do you call these Brett? Her power gloves, these huge her um, mining gloves. I don't know. Gauntlets. Yeah, they're technically the mining gloves, but yeah, they're like power gauntlets. It's so almost like, it's like an, an Iron Infinity Man gauntlet. Fist. Yeah, yeah. Right. Infinity yeah. gauntlet. Yeah, and they're powerful. They power up her punches. And they have a shield. I like that. Like we talked about with Jinx, is she like kind of gets 
she, you have those four abilities with every league character, Q, W, yep. E, R. And so Jinx kind of gets each of those abilities as the series goes on. Same with Vi. Mm-hmm. I really like that. All right, so we'll quickly go over her powers, right? You get the charge up, launch forward a couple feet, smack someone, hit him in the face. You get something where, like, the more consecutive blows you do, the more damage it does, and it breaks your armor. You get the E, which does, like, the hit and then the extension, as if they were being used for the mining gloves, you know, busting mm-hmm. the rock. And then her ultimate targets onto someone, like, instantly launches herself at him without missing, takes him up in the air and does like a pile driver. Which she does. She does that move. She does all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Does so she it, do that to is... Savika when they have their their bar fight? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The, the round okay. two where yeah, she yeah. comes packing. It's great. Um, also, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but these episode titles are great to me. Like it's usually a line from the episode, but they really encapsulate what that episode's about. Um, so the one where we find out Echo has been leading the Firelights is called The Boy Savior. And I really love, like, we haven't been really selling Jinx's turn to the crazy side. We've seen a lot of, like, flashes of her insanity, of her, like, call back to the day where she killed uh, Milo and and Clogger? Clegger? What's his name? I'm so sorry. Disrespect. Clagor. Clagor. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Clagor, if you're listening. Um, and so... Oof. Been butchering his name. And so, yeah, you're right. He's dead. He doesn't care. So, um, but like Jinx gets like flashbacks. Yeah. To these moments. And it's like very traumatizing. And uh, on the, the shimmer raid to them out loud. Yeah. She speaks to them on the shimmer raid. She sees a girl that looks like Vi and is like stopped in her tracks cold. And so she's definitely got that Harley Quinn aspect where she has gone full cuckoo and they do a really good job Mm. of showing it all to this point. So like her, turn to the evil side made sense to me everything was so justified like jinx even though she was doing evil things i felt so bad for her this is what i meant like i was rooting for every character in one way or another even though jinx was doing all these things i didn't want her to succeed but i wanted her to like reconnect with her sister and so um she really kind of loses it in these last couple episodes though even though they've been showing us how crazy she is yeah it's just silco molding a child you know and her having to constantly fight the thing she's done at such yeah. a young age it's like yes unfortunately that's that's she turns out that way because of it yeah so after the bridge her bridge fight with echo she's pretty beat up uh and silco takes her to She's like the Shimmer dead. Doc, I forget his name. She gets juiced up on Shimmer. And so she comes back even even crazier. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's like the scene from Vander and Silco where Vander, Silco is a normal person and he dunks him under the water to try and kill him, betraying him for the end. And somehow he gets this crazy power which you don't know what that is yet no one knows yeah and he fights off vander and it's basically him accepting the demon you know like a swain for the people who know league of legends Mm. but interesting then jinx has to do the same it's like letting go of your other life and accepting this the crazy side basically yeah well she has no problem doing that how much of of jinx's crazy or whatever comes through in the game because i'll be honest Jinx, the the Harley Quinn crazy thing is a little tired for me. I don't know. <gasps> I, didn't, I don't love it. 
Yeah, and she is full crazy in the game. She has okay. completed the I was gonna say it's part of our character. Of going to the dark side, basically. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. To me, like her character seems the most like a video game character. She's like, oh, she's the crazy villainess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I could do without it. She's a cool character. She's got cool weapons and stuff, but that's just me being a crouch. You know? <laughs> it's Christmas time. Evan's fully embracing his Grinch side. Um, but yep, so yep. these last couple episodes, Mel's mom comes into the picture and I feel like she is really the one that somehow convinces Jace that he's got to take action. She's like, you don't know war. Mm-hmm. She like basically calls him not a man. Like you won't do it. And he's like, Oh, you bet I won't. And then he does it. And so we kind of skipped over this, but when they do this illegal raid, <laughs> um, they're like taking people out left and right. And to be fair, they have a lot of enemies and Jace is literally, it's this, it, it's not funny. I, I funny is not the right word, but like in retrospect, he's just blasting away. Boom, bad guy, boom, bad guy, boom. <gasps> Oh, that's a kid. And you're like, oh, it hit, like it, it hits you. See, it, you Heimerdinger left. was right. Exactly. Heimerdinger <laughs> was right. This is not good. And he like instantly is like, oh, no. And it's like, Evan, you laugh right away. And what I mean is it's not a funny scene, but it, it is almost comical. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's dramatic though you're like oh, no he was just kicking ass and taking names and now he just killed an innocent child mm-hmm. so there's two parts to that right you've got mel's mom coming in and and she's from a different region called noxus and noxus is this kill your enemy and take everything they own that is how we rule that's how we do things and if you don't do that you will be exiled. And that's where Mel comes in. She gave sympathy to her enemies and she was exiled to Piltover to be, you know, find her way there, basically be a representative, which is dishonor. Um, and that's why when she hears of this hex tech, she comes over to say, Jace, you gotta, gotta hook us up with some weapons, you know, you build some weapons. Let's see what they do. And he this does. And he does. <laughs> he takes his family's hammer building experience and builds himself a nice giant war hammer that also turns into a fucking blaster. And, and, yeah. Yep. Which he accidentally and, kills a kid with. But, you know, wrong place, wrong time for that kid. He shouldn't yeah. be hanging around in those places. Shouldn't be hanging out during an illegal search and seizure raid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that Jace turned around so quickly. And, like, that was a thing that made him question everything. Like, what? It, it led to a, an interesting conversation with Vi, but it made it made him seem like such a little bitch, which Vi calls him out on. It's that difference of being that high and mighty, you know, privileged uh, topsider compared to living yeah. in the, the scum of Zaun. And no, I, I completely agree with she you. She knows Brett. it and it sucks. Yeah, where Vi knows what needs to be done in the Undercity for things to get better. He's new to it. And so he starts blasting away and he's doing the right thing. And at the first sign of something going wrong, he's like, oh, my God, we can't do this. Heimerdinger was right. You know, I think that's what's great about the show is it is like morally gray. I don't think he's wrong. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? What he did was really wrong. He killed an innocent bystander. But wasn't innocent. That kid was trying to set the alarm (laughs) to illicit activities. Illicit. (laughs) We blast him. We blast him. Okay, okay. So he was resisting arrest. (laughs) Vi is like, this is I'm going down a bad road. Yeah, Yeah, how terrible. I take all that back. (laughs) So 
Vi is like, that's the price of war. You know what I mean? We need to do it. Yes, you piece, you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is what I mean, though. Is So think about it. Like, whereas like, no, no, no. Think about it, though. We brought it to like a very real life issue. And that's the thing where Jace draws his line is he's like, oh, damn. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is that was not OK. What I just did. I was enraged. I was blinded by Mel forging his hammer one too many times. Like he. You know, the Heimerdinger success, he was like, I'm unbeatable. I can do whatever I want. The board isn't in charge of me. I know what's right. I'm going to do what's right. Even though he, like we said, Heimerdinger was right. He, he was not correct in his, his, um, his beliefs, I guess you could say. But like I said, mm-hmm. that's what I like is these characters have different values, different morals. And we really see that at different times. Like Vi and him don't agree on this and they separate. You know what I mean? They, they go their separate ways because I, I just, I love that. It's not like a very straightforward mm-hmm. show. It's very complex. It's not black and white. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of ethical questions going on. I'm really into it. It's one of the more heavy themed things we've covered. Yeah. I do like that Vi really is through and through Vander's daughter. She ends yeah. up filling out that role where she has to work with the topsiders, but she's also trying to ex- extend that same branch to jinx and trying to get them to yes. understand each other and and that kind of sows distrust between the two sisters it's not like a clear-cut moral ethical lesson here but they all have different approaches at, at points you can sympathize with silco yeah you know he's wants to lift his people out of oppression he's doing what he thinks he needs to do yeah so it brings up to you if you the kid dies right and it shows that Silco's grip is slipping because this kid is actually the child of one of the chem barons who are his his counsel basically yeah. i don't remember the names they're all shimmered mm-hmm. up kind of and this is where they start to revolt and compare him to vander where he's losing control of the situation now the piltover is coming down and killing our operations our people yeah and they're not happy about it no i mean would you be Think about it. Like, that's like really illegal and really bad what they did. And uh, it it just Uh, was completely underreported. And they're like, we want to be our own people. You need to do something about this. And he just hasn't Mm -hmm. because he's dealing with his own things. You know, Jinx is out and about. And so. Well, he's. Yeah, he's he's covering for Jinx. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because Jinx is out there doing all sorts of stuff. Tangling with Caitlin and and, and Vi. Um, But. I'm sure I'm skipping over a couple of things here. So if we need to get back to them, that's okay. I want to get down to one of my favorite parts of the whole series though, is so after the raid, Jace realizes like the error of his ways and he goes to the council and he's like, kind of being a prick. He's like, I don't care what you guys think. Cause I know I'm off the council now. Like I'm still going to propose things though. He's like, I've been down there. I know what needs to be done. So just before this, he tries to broker a peace deal with Silco. And he says, look, since you're going to be the one that's in charge, we can't punish you for the crimes of the bridge, but you got to give us jinx. We'll put her in jail and we can recognize you as your own nation. And we get to one of these another like moral and ethical questions. Like this is what Silco has been fighting for his whole life. But is he going to give up his new adopted daughter to, to achieve his dream? Should have. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he doesn't get that choice. Yeah. No. Oh my God, Evan, he should have. What does he say in that moment though? He he says something like, You're tipping your hand. After this big scuffle on the bridge, you come to me to bargain. You're in a bind. 
Yes. Which is, and he is, he, and he's like, look, I'm Jace is like, I'm not going to lie to you. We are, <laughs> that's what we're here for. But so, yeah, you're right. He, 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 he maybe should have given up Jinx because Jinx turned on him right away. But so <laughs> he, it's, he's like There's created so much stuff. It's, yeah, it's tough to go. Yeah. <laughs> he's like created his own Frankenstein, right? He like took in Jinx. He yes. fed her all these lies, mm-hmm. kind of made her crazy and psychotic. She's terrorizing all these people and things at the end. And so he's like, man, do I get rid of my number one problem and achieve my dream? But do I betray my loved one, the, the person I call my daughter? Mm-hmm. It's sad. And it, like I said, you can not yeah. relate to Silco in this moment, but like you can empathize with him. You're like, wow, this is a tough decision. This is not yeah. easy. Shows he's not a truly evil, despicable yeah, person. He yeah. Does. But let's, let's not gloss over the fact that he has, as much as he has been a bit of a father figure to, to Jinx, he has emotionally manipulated her yeah, lied to her, told yes. her Vi was dead, kind of played on all her insecurities so that she'd become more attached and, and like less likely to, to leave. We've been side, very so. forgiving of he's Silco. He's a shitty person. He's a yeah, very yeah, person. Yeah. He's a very bad person. Though. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't be understated. He but is he does have bad. he has a misguided affection for, for yeah. Jinx. But this all leads to that dinner table sequence mm, where yes. Frank and Jinx captures Kiriman, captures Vi, and then it's revealed has also captured Silco, makes them all sit at mm. a dinner table. And goes on a Harley Quinn crazy rant. Yeah. So the main source of distrust in the second and third act is while Vi is looking for Jinx, Jinx thinks it's to like arrest her for the magic orb because she is traveling with her new love interest, this enforcer, Caitlin. And so- with a cop. Yeah, yeah. And so that it's a natural if you're a criminal and you're like a wanted criminal and your sister's like, Oh my god, I've been looking for you, my long lost sister, and you're like, What are you doing with that cop though? Like, you know what I mean? It's it's understandable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Yeah, been a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so um they hash it all out and it's real dramatic. And in the end, Jinx ends up um well, so like Caitlin gets out of her bind and like almost kills Jinx, but then Jinx jukes one two steps her steals the gun <laughs> that's what happens that's literally what happens don't laugh yeah, so, that is true. <laughs> jukes her one two steps grabs the gatling gun turns it on her takes out caitlin and then in a moment where it looks like she's gonna shoot vi she ends up shooting silco in the end and it's real dramatic and sad and it's it's like a misguided daughter father relationship coming to an end but like i said he created his own worst nightmare he mm-hmm. is the reason she is like this number one prodigy and problem yeah mm-hmm. and it's another knock in caitlin's uh resume for evan by getting just <laughs> whipped <laughs> no, well, okay so i think this scene as as uh emotional and powerful as it was it, it was like like the whole jinx monologuing out loud talking to herself because she's crazy and all that i feel like there's a way to write that type of character without just having them tell you everything they're going through like they do it with other characters they like have them work through emotions or you have to kind of like guess at what their motivations are and things come through through their expressions where jinx is just like just says everything she's thinking and processing i don't know that's like a sign of weaker writing to me 
but again, Internal I'm not familiar struggles. with yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar with the source material. So yeah, and and that's her thing is she's just always talking in the game. But I mean, the Lord she's doesn't a trash really talker. Yeah, mm-hmm. she support that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, she's. So she's clearly cr- crazy, but I understand what you mean. It, it's yeah, it's one of my find, gripes with the show. It's yeah. a very strong show. Jinx is so, a cool character. In one of the last moments, I talked about it really early on, but Victor, in his pursuit to like cure his leg, is messing with the hex tech, like evolving it with his blood and organic material, and it's making him stronger. But he has to keep going back, and it reminded me of the Shimmer in that way, as he like had to keep going back to the magic to get like its effects. And when he gets interrupted by Sky, his lab assistant who has a crush on him, and she gets, what would you even say? Obliterated. She gets like blipped, like Avengers style. Yeah. yeah, Disintegrated. Yeah. 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 Turned to dust. And so this was one of my favorite scenes though, is he is now mourning her loss, realizing the damage he's done with the magic. Like, like I said, that's his weakness. And so he's dumping the ashes mm-hmm. over the waterfall and um, his good buddy Jace comes back after his illegal raid. And they both are kind of realizing their their weakness for, for magic, power, what have you, has led them down dark mm-hmm. paths. And then Victor hits us with the line of the series, in my opinion. He says, you know, in our pursuit of great, we failed to do good. And I was like, oh. That's deep. Yep. They were so focused Ooh, on like making history. They yep. were so focused on making history, changing the world. They they lost sight of like what's what's good and what's 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 wrong. Ooh, it's good. I loved it. It really summed up that's, everything yeah, on their line. journey for me. And then we contextualized it with like their two weaknesses. It's really good. I I, I love their storyline together, the two of them. Yeah, and I I like too. So there's a, a small little sub scene kind of where Victor goes to Singed, who is Silco's scientist. He's like yeah. the Shimmer developer, and it shows that relationship they had when he was a kid. When the boat floats in there, and he sees that hybrid animal being kept alive through. Mm-hmm. shimmer and you know disgusting means and he finally gives in after he knows he's got limited time left he can't make the magic works he needs the shimmer and he takes it yeah like i said we're kind of wrapping up here so after the the dinner scene after jace and victor have realized their misguided ways uh does someone want to kind of talk about jinx's final move here i will wrap it up for you so we've got We've got all these climactic scenes happening with Jace, Victor going through his thing, Jace talking to the council about how he's done, no more weapons, no No more more Hextech, and they bust out, unimaginable, it's silent. I think Imagine Dragons is playing in the background. (laughs) We gotta talk about that. You see as as they're (laughs) they're losing. Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about that. (laughs) No, go on though, go on. Imagine Dragons is playing (laughs) and Jinx Jinx, she just killed Silco. Vi and Caitlin are just crying, basically. Yeah. And she walks out. Finally, she puts the Hextep augment in her gun, and boom, Fishbones Bazooka. Super mega death rocket right towards the council. And that's as where it, slowly it ends. crashes into the window. And that's where it ends. This is an interesting detail I'm only getting from the Wikipedia plot description mm-hmm. of the episode. Having successfully weaponized the arcane crystal into a rocket launcher, Jinx fires at the Piltover Council Chamber right as the Council approves Jace's proposal to grant Zahn its independence. Mm. Ah, yes. 
That's uh, her so first are, act of independence. Through, yeah, <laughs> they're going through That's Silco's sweet. requests. And yeah. she said, I'm not going without a fight. Oh, mm-hmm. it's good. It's really good. And that's where it's, it ends. Yeah. That's it's, that's where it ends. It leaves so much up for a season two because I was really under the impression this would kind of catch us up to where we're at in the game. But no, we're, I, I'd say that we still have one, maybe two more seasons you could do before we get to where the game is at storyline wise. So I, I'm super excited. I think that this did a really good job of storytelling in the, uh, we keep comparing it to game of Thrones, but where it's more about the world and like, you know, these characters that inhabit it, their decisions affect the world around them. It affects the other characters. And so it's not, while there are main characters, it really is following like a much grandiose story. If that makes sense from a very big perspective. And I love that. And I can't wait to see where this goes in season two. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I think season two is coming out in like end of 2022, which breaks my heart. That's not that long. <laughs> Too that's long. a year. That's a year. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Oh, oh that's I better than now. some other stuff. Like Stranger Things goes on like four years hiatuses. I'm a binge watcher. Yeah, I need it all. Um, let's talk about the Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I uh, forgot. Yes. So <laughs> they provide. The all the music is it all it's music all yeah they do I think so it's all it's this, yep, it is yep evan had his gripes on characters this is my gripe every time i heard that goddamn lead singer's <laughs> voice it took me so far out of the thing i was like ah and i the one thing i want to say is like i'm sorry to any imagine dragon fans out there but all of their songs sound the exact same to me they have the same the like exact same yeah group. and it's the dude's yeah. voice, and it's like a slow buildup, and then it goes into something loud. Yeah, yeah. And oh, someone's man. just on the drums. Jum, jum, jum. And don't okay. you love how they put them in there too as they actual will, characters them, yeah. in that scene? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They they characterize them. They're singing in a bar. They were that. The and, Imagine and dragons. That is, that is yep. Are in the game that took me out of it. I very much was like, no, not the Imagine Dragons. They have such a distinct voice. Yeah, I was sitting next to my buddy Mike watching it, and I said, "Dude, they'd made Adam Levine," and he's like, "That's not Adam Levine, you idiot. That's Imagine Dragons." (laughs) Uh, Adam Levine would have been better, I guess, but like, it would have felt the same. It's like cheesy. Oh my God. It was every moment too. And it was, you know what? The music was fine. And I thought the same thing every time I listened to the intro is the first 10 seconds. Uh I was like, Oh yeah, this is good. Where's this going? And then it's as soon as I hear his voice. I'm like, Oh God damn it. This is imagine dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine dragons aside. I think the choice of having like contemporary music be the, the primary score for this, it felt misplaced. It always took me out of the story. Yeah, I, I could have gone for like a like an orchestral score, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, any like Game yeah. of Thrones, something along those lines. I felt something like more that. fantasy, please. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it was just it was funny to me because I also just recently started watching Hawkeye. That oh, all is another yeah. Haley Steinfeld project, and there's. Imagine Dragons is a punchline in the script in one of the episodes. <laughs> no way. It is. I didn't even think about that. So, yeah. They, yeah. 
someone mentions them and then I think Hawkeye's like, what's wrong with Imagine Dragons? <laughs> and, and they're literally a joke. Yeah, I don't know. Is Imagine have Imagine Dragons been involved with League of Legends in the past? Like, is there an ongoing thing? No, they're they're very solid with. I mean, they did a collaboration with Zed for their uh, shooter game Valorant. They did a collaboration with uh, KDA, which is a Japanese like pop band that I think they created and formed. So they mm-hmm. they're in music, they're in esports, yeah. they're in everything. They're, I think it's an esports going to be an Amazon basically. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I have a buddy that is a, a a drum teacher. Uh and one of his biggest gripes is that like kids are like, "Oh, teach me how to play Thunder by the <laughs> Dragon." <laughs> like it's uh, I found this uh this article about Imagine Dragon. I was like I was trying to get to the the source of like why they became a meme in the way that they did. Yeah. Like as soon as you mentioned Imagine Dragons. We all started. We laughing. all laughed. Um, and I really like the way this writer put it. I forget where it's from. I just screenshotted it. But it says, there's hardly a safer way to hold market share than being traditional enough to capitalize on the Recording Academy's recognizable young rock band benefits plan, yet flexible enough to bend to wherever the whims of popular popularity <laughs> dictate. And it's just like, yeah, they're just... They're trying Imagine to Imagine Dragons is like a, a product more than it is music. It's like yeah, a monster yeah. energy drink. It's like yeah. uh, it just annoys me. It's, no, I totally it's, honestly is my biggest gripe with yeah. the show. Yeah, it, it's it's like when they put you two on your iPod back in. Uh, yeah. They're like, here's here's the song. You downloaded that now. It's yours. Everyone did. I have gone out of my way to never listen to Imagine Dragons again in my life, and now it's oh, you know that's funny. Thirty seconds of it in my ears every time I watch this show. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, it's enough to make me not want to watch it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's enough to make some people not want to watch it. I'd sit through a season two. I'll, so I'll definitely right. skip the intro. That's for sure. Yeah. You say that, Evan, but listen to this. I, I've pulled up Rotten Tomatoes here, and this has an average tomato meter of 100% and an average audience score of 97%. So, you know. Wow. It only turned off 3% of audiences. Imagine Dragons was not big enough to stop this. We recently covered something on here that got a 4% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is a pleasant change to oh, wow. be covering mm-hmm. um, something that has such I'm a so high sorry score. sorry you had to sit through that. And so that's just what I'm saying, though, is I think this transcends anyone who has played the game can watch this and fully enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it's one of the few things that I've watched recently that has really like engaged my intention. I would definitely watch season two. I'll probably skip the intros. Uh, <laughs> at one point when we thought about covering this on the podcast, I was like, maybe I should try and play the game just to immerse myself in the the world a little more fully. But I'm lazy and I didn't. But it's still very like engaging. Like I, I enjoyed the series a lot. Went through it a second time. Enjoyed it just as much. Picked up on a couple more things here and there. Other than Imagine Dragons, it's hard to to pick out any huge flaws with the show. It's very well written. It's well, uh, just I don't know. It's a, it's a good piece of media to consume. Yes, very true. Brett, do you have any sort of closing thoughts here uh, on the show as a whole? Uh, I love the animation. I, I think it gives uh, greater detail into the lore, which they've already done a good job in the actual game, League of Legends. Uh, storytelling, fantastic. It's it's 
a nerd's fantasy show, honestly, is what I mm-hmm. consider it. Nerd guys. Uh, if if you ever do two dudes play play uh video games, oh, <laughs> we'll hop on league together. To, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's not a bad not a bad spinoff there you got. So there is a season two happening in late 2022. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I could be wrong on the date, but I know that they're making a season two. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're I making imagine a season would, two. With it being the the smash mm-hmm. hit success it is, um, what would you guys want to see in a season two? For me, and I know this is niche, but I would like to see more characters introduced and developed that are playable in the game. There's a lot. Of, I mean, they really just scratch the surface of their characters, if I'm being honest. I don't know how many playable <laughs> characters were in the show as a whole, but uh, not 144 total. That's how many they have oh, in the, the game. game not yeah, the not in the show. That's yeah. how many are in the game. But yeah. so like the show had, uh, uh, I want to say like seven or eight. You know what I mean? And they just have so many more yeah, they can yeah. introduce and weave in their stories that I'm excited for. um you know, like I said, the the development of more characters and how they get into their spot in the game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to include a lot more battle scenes. Um, yeah. I think they're going to have to resolve this civil war. Actually, I mean, I guess it's going to start a civil war after this rocket explodes. Yeah. And it's going to dissolve their council. So we'll see kind of how the power, you know, what power play happens, who begins to take control. It's exciting. I'm just now reading... On the Wikipedia as well, this did get to Netflix's first spot on their top 10, which um, in, in 52 different countries, which is not an easy feat. Oh. So like I said, this really reached a lot further of an audience than just League of Legends players. Mm-hmm. Netflix is on top of their game lately. They have yeah. been releasing a lot of great things. Free endorsement. Mm-hmm. Um, for season two of Arcane... I would love to see Heimerdinger ball out yeah. if, if he's a playable character. Oh, he's, he's going yep. to. Yeah, and he kind of gets in cahoots with Echo at the end, right? He finds Echo yeah. and shows him the beauty of the Undercity. So. That was another one we left off on. They just kind of met each other. It was kind of mm-hmm. funny to me to go back. Is like yeah. Jace introduced this problem to Silco. He was like, give us Jinx and you can have your freedom. They cut to a very short scene of Echo introducing Heimerdinger to the Undercity, and then it was right back to Silco and his dilemma. He's like, what do I do? I was like, that was like not much of a transition. (laughs) They should have just kept it one scene. (laughs) Echo's got a broken leg from a literal magic bomb. He's like, hey, man, you you got a nice glider. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I, I think we've covered everything that we need to. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on, Brett. You know, like I said, absolutely, uh, my y- pleasure. You're our local uh, expert on all things League of Legends. So, anytime I had any sort of question, I was always texting you during the series. I was like, "Wait, is this a person?" I was like, yeah, "Wait, yeah. is this a person?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll always be on call for your league-related questions. Hell yeah, Hell love yeah. it. <laughs> we we got a new uh, spinoff podcast idea out of it. Absolutely, that's right. Uh, absolutely. Maybe we'll have to do a recurring segment. Oh, I, I don't hate that, that at all. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Okay. <laughs> there's there's going to be a lot of uh, swearing and unhappy. Uh, <laughs> how did he get me under the tower? <laughs> That's how Brett plays video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, before we uh, close things out, Brett, what else are you uh, watching or playing with your time off? 
Uh, so I definitely want to watch The Witcher 2, like you said. I, I, I'm going to wait for Bizarre to get back home just because yeah. I know he's coming home for Christmas. So we're going to mm-hmm. gonna watch that hopefully together. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I, I'll give you guys? Maybe, maybe you have heard of this. They redid He-Man. I think oh. it's on Netflix. And it's a more mature version. It's, it's taking it? a kid show and I, I have watched the first season and it, they just made a second season. Okay. Really okay. good. Really good. Castlevania, gory, magic, demons, vampires. Castlevania beautiful, is another one that was show. based on a video game, correct? Okay, yeah. I guess Netflix correct. is doing pretty good with the video game yep. adaptations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting property. Um, what, what games am I playing? Uh, Valorant, <laughs> which is another League of Legends. It's Riot, but it's, it's yeah. their CSGO version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Like you said, best breath. This is like high sci-fi action drama. Like anything a nerd would love is in this show. Absolutely. Right up our alley. Well, I think that will do it for this episode of two dudes. Watch cartoons, uh, write us on Twitter, email us. It's all linked on our website and socials. Uh, We've been getting people think of arcane. Yeah, we've been getting people who reach out to us. We really appreciate that. So, you know, uh, don't feel shy. If you have any sort of thoughts at all, we absolutely love to hear it, to engage. So uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, even wherever you can find us, feel free to reach out. We love talking with you guys. Yep. Ask them as many league questions as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for having me. Woo. So do you